When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello, David. It's <laughs> nice, nice to be here. And welcome. Thank you. To Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Yes, the welcome was to the listeners. We've been away for a long time, I feel. It wasn't to you. Can I just make that oh, clear? Oh, sorry, right, okay. Yeah, you know, you know you've been in television and radio in a way. Yeah. Not really. I've not been in radio at all. No, no, I'm calling this radio. Um, I once wrote a, G, a, jo- a G joke for weekending. Did you? Yeah. Well, let's come back to that in yeah. a minute, because that's quite interesting, because my career started on weekending. Which is a Radio 4 comedy show for those for yeah. everyone that doesn't know that. Everyone who doesn't know that, which is most people. Uh, but um, normally on TV, mm. or any form of broadcasting, if someone yeah. says, welcome, they're talking to the listeners, not right. necessary to the right. other person because in the studio. Now I think about it, I'm feeling stupid, because we've been chatting for about half an hour before this. Yeah, as well. So, so it's really I, odd if you welcome me yeah, that welcome. late. That would be really odd. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah Weekending was a show in round about the sort of 70s and 80s, was it on? Oh, it would have been 80s and 90s, I think. Well, I, I think, think that's I, when yeah. I did, you, you oh, and me okay. would have done it, it was probably on before that, I right, don't know. But right. anyway, where yeah, it was just mm. quite sort of mainly shit, sketches yeah. Uh, yeah. about the week's news on Radio yeah. 4. It was like that, that Hugh, what's the Hugh Dennett, what's the... The Now Show. It's like that. It's a little like the Now Show, although obviously yeah. I like Hugh Dennis, so I'm not yeah. going to quite go along with that big shit. Uh, but, but what I mean is it was that sort, of, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Topical, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I've cleared the ground. I've cleared it. <laughs> I think um, it's fine. So, yeah, but the key element to it, and I think that's the reason that you would have written a joke for it, is that they had a policy, which I don't think any other show has now, mm. not there are shows like that really, of just allowing anyone to come and be what they called a non-commissioned writer. That's which right. meant that anyone could fetch up from the street and say, I've written a sketch about mm. Norman Tebbit By the way, or whatever. That and thing, that's basically yeah. where I started working with Rob Newman. Okay. That thing you just did then where you, I think it's swallowing a burp. I, I might have swallowed a burp, yeah. Feels like I'm interested in the spectrum that that's on because <laughs> okay. there's a verge. Are you suggesting I'm on the spectrum? Because I did that. <laughs> there's a, well, obviously, everyone yeah. is. Yeah. That's what spectrums are, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's true. Um, there's a version of that which is unacceptable, which is you're just talking. Just a big old bird. Yeah, you're sort of saying, I think about that is, ah, yeah. and then and you carry on. Yeah. And people would say, yeah. I don't know what they'd say, actually. but Pardon me. No, I mean, what would <laughs> people say, say in a formal setting? I don't know if they'd say that if they were a great artist. Would someone say, it falls to me to say that's unacceptable, so, but I don't know. My brother once came back from India a long time ago, uh, and my great auntie Friedel was there, okay. who was quite a grand woman. In, she um, lived in India? No, she was oh. a refugee from Nazi Germany. Uh, but this was at the time she was living in Wembley. Uh, my brother came back from a year off or something in India, and uh, he, for some reason, explained the fact that when you go to the toilet in India, right. uh, you use your hand, you just wash your bottom with your hand. Okay. And Auntie Friedel went, excuse me, which is, I think, what people say if you burp <laughs> while you're speaking. My granny, 
who was called Hilda. Right. Who, I didn't know that well, actually. Um, anyway, she was sort of quite a suburban... Hmm. I don't know, she was sort of quite well-to-do but um, and did things sort of, you know, in a very suburban way. Have I painted a picture? Yeah, I've got a sense of... a novelist, I've got a sense of Hilda, yeah. Uh, if you said to her... It's not burping, but if you said to her, oh, something amazing happened, like, you know, I I, I, I got, you know, three A's in my A-level. I didn't, but anyway, in A-level. I did. She, right, if you said to her, <laughs> David Deal, once she'd said who, because I don't <laughs> think you, you were well-known at that point, no. she would reply with... Good night. (laughs) (laughs) So any kind of information or... Anything that's... Basically, good night means good Lord or that's amazing. But in a positive way. Yeah. Because that's a good thing, getting three A's in your A-level. Is it like, boom? Yeah, it's like, wow. Okay. So if you said... So you wouldn't say that if someone burped in your face? No, no, sorry, I'm I'm leading on from Auntie Friedel. Yeah, no, I know, I know. As sort of interesting exclamations. Yeah, although actually... You might say good night after someone burped in your face <laughs> if you were sort of turning over, like if you were in bed with them and you were pissed off and they burped <laughs> in your face and like, good night. <laughs> in a slightly different way. That's true. Yeah. I'm wondering if that feels strong enough, but yeah. It's not quite strong enough. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, good night, <laughs> I guess. But Hilda would be, well, she wouldn't say anything. It, it would be, yeah, it'd be sort of like, you know, I did really well and I won all the races I was in. Good night. And I, <laughs> it's slightly camp. It's slightly can, but I also think, do you think it means, I've never really thought, does it mean nothing else great is going to happen today? That's tucked right. at all. Right. End of, we've Take ended the, rest the, of the day, day off. We've ended the day here. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, good night. And you immediately, so. I don't know. I've never, never heard it before. You certainly didn't want to tell her anything amazing in the morning. No, because she, she might go to bed. She might get well, confused I think, I think she means, oh, right. I think she, she meant everyone goes to bed. That's what. Everyone I mean. has to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, she's dead, I think. We can't ask her uh, what she meant. Yeah, she's dead. Okay, I'm sorry to bring that up. She Even died. though you didn't know very well. She died quite a long time ago. Good night, yeah. <laughs> Auntie Hilda. Um, but actually, on the note, I mean, I obviously wasn't going to yeah. talk about this, but the spectrum of, you know, swallowing a burp or whatever. Oh, yeah, and burping is that Someone loud. once pointed out, which is true, that if you just do Woody Allen stand-up, yeah. he seems yes. to be sort of having slight digestive problems all That's the time. And I don't know whether he actually was or whether that was an affectation to do with, like, I'm a bit of a nervous, nerdy guy, so I'm going to sort of yes. do that kind of thing every so often. But I think I've heard people, and I think once we looked for Moira Stewart burping on the news and we couldn't find it, because I'd grown up thinking... I think we've done it on this. And have I, we? I think I thought Moira I Stewart we were, burped I, on the news. No, <laughs> you, we you might have want to check it. Then we have a I look. feel we've checked We that. haven't done that. I mean, you might have done that. It's the sort of thing that one does in 1987. Yeah. Well, uh, on the internet. No, on the internet, but yeah. there's a sort of urban myth. Yeah, Moira Stewart. I feel Moira Stewart burped on the lunchtime news. Really? Moira Stewart burping? But I think I've looked for it and it doesn't uh, give you anything. This is nothing no, uh, I think about it's... that. It's mainly about her being a very dignified broadcaster. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing about her burping. There's something annoying about... There's urban myths which would come up. Yeah. It's just literally something I'm... Only I am labouring under the misapprehension. I think she did it. Are you confusing it with Sue Lawley farting? No. You'll know that, Urban Myth. I don't know if I know that. Is that, an, is that real? Know it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, I, uh, but um, it's a very famous Urban Myth uh, that Sue Lawley was uh, apparently not liked very much by the people that she worked with, and they decided to bug her, uh, her okay. crew, her sound crew, oh, on something, and she was having sex with someone else that she met on right. some shoot somewhere, and famously they heard her saying, fuck me till I fart. And now that you does... Mean, yes, that. 
Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I it's do. It's an urban myth. It's an urban myth. It's not true. Yeah, Sue, if you're listening, we yeah, know it's not it's true. It's really not but true. But it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it, to be honest, it's hilarious, whoever you are. Yeah. It's a very funny thing to say yes. if anyone ever did <laughs> say it. Because that is the point at which you probably would stop, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, I would think. Yeah. It's not an invitation to carry on, I wouldn't think. But... That's a good question, because I presume the person saying fuck me to my fart is saying something positive. They're saying, I'm going to enjoy yes. this so much, and I'm going to lose yeah. control so much. Right, right. It's going to be amazing, I'm going right. to start farting. Yes. But you could take it as, okay, that's the line I'm not going to cross. Yes, I think I, if, once that starts, I will stop. I think it's have sex with me up to this point. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interestingly controlled way of thinking about it, <laughs> I must say. But I think, sorry, the only thing I was going to say about the burps, which you didn't burp, you swallowed, is that... Mm. I think the line stops, not the line stops, the line exists, and you can be this side of it, the right side of it, with, I think you can hear people do this, in, certainly in conversations, in meetings, they'll do a sort of, almost like there's a bit of air will come out. Oh, really? So it's not just a swallow, it's a... And you can hear people do it in like a meeting. Like Isn't that people just and trying keep to fart? That's, not, fart? that's a burp. Well, you're saying it's a burp, but you hear people doing it. Maybe yeah, they'll watching. do it with their mouth. Oh, you see the mouth yeah, yeah, moving. Yeah. And it'll be like a bit of air and it'll sort of come up and they'll let yeah, it... Yeah, I sort yeah. of know what you mean. That, that, I think, is okay, but you can't go further than that. Mm. Anyway... It's the lawly law. Uh, I, I wanted, there's something very big I want to get onto, yeah. but firstly, obviously, no, you've I'm come excited. up with something trivial, and I have to point out something <laughs> trivial again, which is that on the way here, uh, the taxi driver, just towards the end of the journey yeah. to the shed, suddenly said, um, oh, uh, I'm going to be picking up someone in Cobham next. Oh. And I knew why he was saying that. Because he'd recognised yeah. me and thought he's yes. a Chelsea fan, and that's where the Chelsea training ground right. is, so he might be picking up Romelu Lukaku, for yeah. all we know, or whatever, and I would be interested in that. Mm. So I said, oh, yeah, great, who are you picking up? He said, oh, I don't know yet. And I said, okay, that's slightly taking it away. Mm. He said, I said, when will you know? He said, oh, I don't know till I've dropped you off. So I thought, okay, already I can't quite see what I can yes. do with this information. But then I said, are you a Chelsea fan? He went, no, I'm not really a football fan. He said, oh, oh, God. I, don't really, I don't really watch football. I don't follow football occasionally. Like and I'm thinking, <laughs> maybe he... why are you telling me any of this in that case? I mean, I guess Josh trying to make some kind of connection. And, yeah, but maybe he didn't even think there's a football connection to Cobham. Well, there is, yeah. Maybe he just thought, by the way... I'll tell you about my next job. Which is quite far away. I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he, he landed on Cobham. Right, with kind of, right. You'll be interested right. in this. But I should say he won't be interested in it. But do you think he? He actually said, "I said so." I actually said, "So if you pick up a big Chelsea player, okay, from you Cobham, did, that's yeah. your next job. You won't be excited." He said, "No." Right. <laughs> that feels like a story he should have just a road he shouldn't have gone down. No, quite literally. No, he didn't. He didn't seem bothered though. No, like once he told me, and, and it fell sort of in that strange ground. Right. Didn't seem at all bothered about it. I imagine when a footballer, a Chelsea, any footballer, gets in to a cab. Mm. I just imagine in my head they immediately just go on their phone and they're on their phone for the whole journey. That's the, that's what footballers would do, isn't it? Mm. They're well, not to be really... honest with you, if you are a recognisable person, that yeah. is a temptation anyway. Is it just to go? Yeah, because people do talk to you, and most of the time I don't mind people talking to me, but sometimes I don't want to do it. But then you feel a bit of a wanker. Yes. Getting your phone out. Sometimes, right. sometimes the phone rings. I think. Can you... you always ring me when I get in a cab? Can we organise a thing where you get an alert? Well, because I'm... what? Well, because because. The way around oh, that they drop is for your in. phone to ring. It's a, you feel a bit of a wanker yes. saying right. either I've got to make a phone call, mm. particularly if they're in the middle of telling mm. you about them and their lives. Mm. Um, that sounds very grand, them and their lives. Mm. Mm. That, but a conversation. Mm. Or just looking at your phone looks a bit wanky. 
Yes. But if your phone rings, you can't help that. So yeah, I, you, I could get you to, to have an alert on your phone ha- that David's got an account <laughs> and you could always call me. That seems like quite hard work for me, to be <laughs> honest. But I think you should help me out. But have you faked a phone call? No, I haven't, but I'm aware oh, of... That's um, surely, yeah. I'm aware, I know it is an urban myth as well, isn't it, but of people walking down the road in, in, with their phones and then, to- and then talking. The fo- and, then and then the phone, phone goes. Yeah, the phone yes, ring. I've seen yeah. that in yeah. In sitcoms, but, I think, mainly. Exactly, but I think you could... I mean, I think you're very recognisable. When yes. we've gone for walks in... Yes, no, in right, you go, but I've always felt there's a sort of thing that a famous person can do. They can almost make themselves open reckon, in almost believing it and sort of leaning into it a bit and not being... Rec- I mean, have you ever... Mm. Like, what would be your go-to... I, 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 that's just an interesting thing. Um, well, no, I, masks have been a brilliant thing for a me. One of, the, one of the reasons I've been incredibly pro-masks is that I am stupidly recognisable. And as I've said before... Uh, that's not to do with fame. I mean, it is a bit. You don't to do mean with a mask singer mask because that would be no, like that too would be, far. I think probably if I went around as a massive turnip, <laughs> that would probably draw more attention to myself. No, uh, what I mean is like like, a, like people where you've heard of them, like people wear during the a pandemic. COVID mask. Yes, during yeah. during. So I quite often now, when most people are giving up wearing yeah. masks, will still wear a mask. Yeah. And get away with it because yeah. people are still not thinking that's that strange. Yeah. Because really, I just don't want to be recognised. But I, I, because mm. as I, I, it's to do with my face sort of being a mask anyway, by which I mean my face has the coordinates of a Groucho mask novelty mask. Right. And that makes my face very recognisable. Okay. It's also why I get mistaken for Ben Elton yeah. and Ian Brody I know you and, get and mista- other people. Mistaken for Ben Elton. I, literally, I don't think I, I... Yeah, I find that really... I mean, yeah. It's racist. It's basically... Well, it's racist. But I, also, I know you look more like him than um, Ulrika Johnson, say. <laughs> but do you don't look that like him. No, you, but... I don't think I do either. But I... You know, whatever. It's partly the sort of dark hair, beard, glasses, coordinates yeah. that just make my face very recognisable. And yeah, I generally I wear a mask. But that leaning into, I tell you time but the time when I've I've had that experience. I know this is like that funny, but it is interesting. So me and Rob Newman many years ago, mm. um, we were trying out new material in a small venue in Norwich for mm. the Mary White's experience, and we were quite well known, but we certainly weren't as well known as the person who was with us helping us out doing the female parts at the time, who, this won't mean that much to listeners now probably, but at the time she was, I would say, one of the most famous people in Britain. Ooh. Tempted for you to guess it, but that might take you quite Okay, a no, let me just have a... So the most, one so of the a, most a famous... woman came up to, to me and said, I'm a big fan of yours, blah, blah, blah. She's an actress, I'll give you that. What year are we in? Broadly, like, it's like... 1991. Okay. Uh, she's an actress... And she's very, very famous. And um, she says, I'm a big fan of yours. I'd like to work with you. And I just said, OK, that'd be brilliant. Actually, we're about to do these tryout gigs in a tiny venue in Norwich. We need someone to play the female parts in sketches. And she said, oh. yes, I'll do that. Oh. Amazingly. She's a film actress. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I kind of think she... it's, with all respect to this person, it's going to be a letdown. Because it's not like... Oh, OK. It's not she Nicole was famous Kidman. for a while. She's very famous for a while, yeah. Um, her face was very famous for a while. F- so what does that tell you about who, who she might be? Well, I'm slightly... I think there's no one that's really, really famous that doesn't have a famous face, is there? How does that even work? Like, her face is more famous than her name, is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Um, because... Because... Oh, she's on pictures of things. No. Okay, here it is, but the name, what, let's who, have it. Which actors, actresses, are more famous for their characters than their names? In what genre? Come well, on. Um, kids. You're in television, no. Well, I don't know. More you do. Fa- do I? Okay. You do. It's worse that I don't, than you saying I do. Okay, I'm going to give you a massive uh, Yeah, go on. If you saw a picture of Leslie Grantham, 
Oh, a soap what in a soap. would most people think his name was? Dirty Den? Yes. Most okay. people wouldn't know his name was Leslie Okay, Ramsey. Angie, or is that... that no. no, it's not EastEnders. It is EastEnders. It is EastEnders. Letitia Dean. No, it's Susan Tully. Fucking hell. <laughs> I know. It's disappointing. Sorry, Susan, if you're listening. But shit, Michelle. Was it Michelle? You know I don't in, remember. You know it was in, Michelle. You know, in sitcoms and films, they often do a thing where someone comes in at the end of a joke, <laughs> and it's like, that would be like the worst. And of course, it was Susan Tully. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck no, it. but honestly, Michelle from East End. Yeah, I mean, hugely famous. Uh, in, in the late 80s, was one of the most famous people. What was famous she in Grange Hill? Sharon. Yeah, she was Sharon, Sharon in Grange yeah. Hill, so she'd been famous yeah. for that. Yeah. And then she had a massive part yeah. in East End. No, of course. And if you're. On EastEnders, every, you know, you're one of the most famous yeah. people in the country. You're more yeah. famous than it. lots of people who might yeah. be known as, you know, their, their yeah. own names or whatever. So this is all to tell you that right. she used to do our show and people would applaud when she came on or whatever. But then afterwards, we occasionally would go to the pub or go to the curry or whatever. And sometimes she wouldn't want to be recognised on the street. So right. she would just literally walk completely with her face down. Face down, yeah, yeah. right, right. And we would sort of have to be a bit careful that she wouldn't fall, bump into people or whatever. And what about the pub? That would be a nightmare. No, not well, curry. More. I, don't think we, we, okay. I said pub, right. and as I said it, I thought we never right. went to the pub. No. But we did occasionally go for a curry. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've sometimes done that, but basically yeah. most of the time, if I don't really recognise, like sometimes at football matches, it's a bit of a nightmare, particularly if opposing fans see me. And so, I, yeah. yeah, so it's been helpful wearing a mask and a hat. I uh, saw in I don't know if I've told you this at Christmas shopping, a very famous <laughs> rock star, pop right. star. Why is he actually pop star? Is it who had a mask on who looked more like himself with the mask wow. than without? Okay, and I know why that is. I'll okay. tell you a minute, but he's he's about as famous. He's sort of as famous as you can be. Is he as famous as you can be as a British? He's a, he's a rock star, right? British uh, rock star, yeah. And he looks like without a mask on. He the looks thing, like he's got a mask on. The thing, no, the thing is, he's got really. Does he do a character when he's when he's? No, he's 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 got he's got really strong features by which. You, what I realised is the things that you recognise about him are not his mouth and nose and the that bit. Was of the it face. Brian May? No, but you're in the, absolutely in the right area. Yeah, although that's why I thought I said that because you mentioned Angie from East End. Right, you're in the, you're, you're you're in the you're in the right area. Um, he's he's always thinks is it, what is it someone great, else in Queen? He always thinks he's Scottish, which I've never understood because I don't think he is. He thinks he's Scottish. Yeah, but fish he's, from Marillion. No, oh, he is Scottish. Yeah, and also he's not that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, he, he's he's very famously taken on the whole Scottish thing. Oh, Rod like, like, Stewart. Yeah, it's Rod Stewart. He is Scott. Oh, he's of well, Scot- it's sort of he's a Scottish extraction. Exactly. Um, but the thing about it is when he's got With a mask, a mask on, on, he looked more like Rod Stewart. Yeah, because you all you see is the hair, which is really yeah, Rod Stewarty. Rod's hair is incredibly Rod Stewarty. Yeah, and. He was wearing like a tartan right. waistcoat. Yeah. And, and through the mask he was singing Sailing. So really, <laughs> it, was, it was pointless. Amazingly, by the way, Sailing, I think one of the biggest songs of my childhood. Yeah, it was huge. huge. You yeah. never ever hear it, do you? When do you Not ever hear often. Sailing? I think, I think songs like Sailing and Mull of Kintyre, yeah. which yeah, are, right. you listen to them now, you think, that's just a nursery rhyme. Right. Musically, it literally is, that's just a repeat. It's just too basic, is it? It's, it's, too, it's just too basic. It's so big. Yeah. Because musically, even though they're by big, taken seriously yeah. artists, yeah. not really any different from a song by Black Lace. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. It's just a nursery rhyme. Yeah. I so quite like just... Sailing, though. I like the opening of Sailing. Yeah, yeah. I it's feel really, I hear the it's opening. It's very beautiful, the opening and of I Sailing. Feel, I, feel, I, think, I think it used to be on, was it P&O Ferries or something? Yeah. It? There was a, so, so I think they, I'm used to hear... I, this little Does little Sailing have a verse? Because in my mind, it is literally just to, I am sailing, I am sailing, good point. cross the sea... To be with you or whatever it, it is. It might fit into that category. There's a, what's that song? What's the verse in Sailing? Uh, I don't think there is one. 
I am saying, yeah. is that the chorus? Yeah. I am saying to be near you, to be near you, whatever, to okay. be free. Then, of course, it transposes, it goes, oh, can yeah. you hear yeah, well, So it, it does that. Yeah, it does so a key that's change. It. That's not a verse, a key change. Maybe that is Does Mark Entire have a verse? Yeah. Does uh, it? Do, 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 oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And actually, that might even be the middle eight, but yeah, no, it definitely does. That's, of course, also faux Scottishness. It is. The other song maybe, that, maybe that's where you get the silly rhyme. The other song that annoys me, which is in that category, is Love Grow is it Love No no sorry. It's no it's Lighthouse. If it's not that, it's if paradise is That literally that's all it does. I mean it's an amazing run. Okay. Who needs paradise? And then it just keeps doing it. No, it's got that's got no verse on it. I don't think it's got a verse. Okay. Oh, no, hang on, it's got... Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> anyway, it's got something. <laughs> Can I just say something? Because I know this podcast is the acme of two blokes just talking, but I think we've really outdone it on Do this think? one. Yeah, yeah. I think we've just it's, literally... Yeah. There is no difference between the conversation we might be having over there on the sofa <laughs> before we start and the one that's we're the having on, on microphone. That's, yeah, the, I hope that's so. why. I hope so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ramp it up now. Right. By saying that... Yeah, this well, is the, a big the, moment, the, actually. We've actually got a piece of... Stalking Time Gold yeah, on this, this one. This is incredible, actually. Yeah, which is, so, many of you listening, and that probably doesn't involve anyone you would call many, <laughs> uh, will know that a lot of times I've talked about the one time I met David mm. Bowie, and the story being that I was on the Jonathan Ross radio show, mm. and uh, I was doing it, and you know, I saw Bowie, I'm going to have to do it again to make the point, this story, I'm sorry you've heard it before, I saw Bowie in the control room, I was so excited and then I finished my interview with Jonathan I went into the control room didn't know what to say he said hello David and I came in my pants I, nor- yeah. I normally say that yeah. um, didn't come in my pants uh, so anyway <laughs> you also say that I do say which that which is suspicious I yeah I know it's you weird. too quickly say that anyway the key element of the reason I'm telling this story again mm. is I, I literally in my mind and this is obviously me meeting mm. one of my greatest heroes ever mm. I would have thought it would all be seared in my mind I thought that was it I thought I then watched Jonathan's interview from the control room mm. Maybe you had a couple of words with David afterwards, but that's sort of it. It's not true, because someone sent me recently the Jonathan Ross interview with David Bowie, which happened on the 29th of June, 2002. And I'm in it a lot. That's amazing. And what happened was, it's kind of weird. Here's one reason why perhaps I don't remember, is that uh, Jonathan's radio show... Uh, there were three microphones normally, which was him, his sidekick Andy, and oh, yeah. the guest. And they didn't have another microphone, and so all the microphones are taken, and I'm just sitting in the room, and what, everything I say is quite off mic. But that doesn't mean I don't talk to David. In fact, there's quite a lot of talking with That's David. That's incredible. And I'm just going to play you all of the talking with David. And yeah. Some of it's less than others. Yeah. Towards the end, there's a massive bit of oh conversation. Oh, my God. How on earth could you have forgotten? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's weird. and I, I haven't told you uh, some things I say, which... Are quite disappointing, given <laughs> that this is my moment to talk to David Bowie. Oh my god! Okay, so number one. So the first time I speak is at eight minutes twenty-two. When there's a conversation about Bowie and a band that he's found called Destroyer, it's a typical moment. God. Right, passing on the baton, and David gets a bit euphemistic, comedy euphemistic. Oh, no, about passing on the baton. Yeah, no, I mean obviously it involves him being not funny yeah. quite a lot. I know they were they were just the new kids on the block. I remember, and you were on the cover of the Enemy with Brett Anderson. Yes, it was. Why, it was why? passing on the baton. Yeah, well, it really was, though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, uh, fortunately, I think you still have a pretty firm grasp well, no, of the baton. <laughs> Well, let's not go there. Your line. <laughs> David Bedell suddenly perked up then. <laughs> Mentioned Batten. This is from Heathen. It's Everyone Says Hi. So that's the first bit. 
right? He thinks it's funny uh, that he says, yeah, I think you've still got a firm grasp of the battle. Yeah. What, what I take from that, I know there's much more to come, but is there's something amazing about hearing his laugh because that's yeah. the coolest laugh on earth. You know, yeah. and, and I just felt feel how cool he is in that one laugh. It's like, oh my God, that's David Bowie. He sounds a bit like he did in the 70s when he's laughing. Yeah, yeah. But then also, he's obviously trying, you can literally hear the cogs. He's trying to come up with a line that yeah. makes it funny. Yeah. And instead, if I understood, if I heard it correctly, instead of some line about batons, he just goes, your line? Yes. <laughs> it's just That's like, which correct. is a statement of truth. That's correct. Jonathan says something which I don't think is in any way meant to be. No, no, doesn't. Uh, uh, a cheeky euphemism. No. Uh, he says, I'm passing on the baton to Swade. Yeah. And, he, and in, to be nice to him, to Bowie in the 90s, he says, I think you've still got a firm grasp of the baton. Yeah. And David decides that's a dick joke. Yeah. And starts going, oh, your line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your line is and and Jonathan because I laughed I think at Bowie saying that so all oh, David Benil's perked out I know which then puts the pressure on you because you probably haven't yeah. got a dick joke because it isn't really isn't one to be made it isn't one to be made yeah. so the pressure is on me quite a lot yeah, you see Jonathan does a thing of referring to me when he's slightly lost with David you're basically if I'm you at the moment I'm thinking I'm now sort of in debit I'm not I'm yeah. now gone behind yeah this is a great you know yeah but this is a bit better I think because okay. he, he then play we don't hear it. On, on this YouTube thing, but he then plays a band that David likes. By Destroyer. Uh, so it's a, it's a Street Hawk by Destroyer. Okay. Right, and then you, you don't hear it, and then it comes back. I like that. I thought it was very Beauty Brothers. Yeah, very Beauty Brothers. Interesting Canadian Canadian band, so I'm uh, led to believe. But it's, quite a, quite a, it's quite a scene happening in New York at the moment. That's it. Okay, so if we unpack that. Yeah. Because this is gold, this is like... Yeah. This is, we've Actually, never, there's a bit, bit, nothing to do with me that I have to play with you, play okay. you immediately after this. But yeah, so you've got to start unpacking but, it. But the, um, the unpacking there, because this is, because both you and I have heard virtually everything that Bowie's ever said on YouTube. This, yeah. I've never heard this, so this yeah. feels very exciting. Yeah. Well, he play. I should play it to you. It's a, it's not very Beauty Brothers. I went and played it. It's Street Hawk by Destroyer. Um, but, and it, it's a little bit right. hunky dory ish. But what I feel about that is that you've said. It's a bit Beauty Brothers, which is a... I've, no, I say it's very Beauty Brothers. Right, yeah. which is a hell of a move. That's that's yeah. a big move yeah. because it's not just like it sounds a bit like 1970s. It's not like it sounds like... It's like a really specific... Obviously, it's a specific track. It's a really good track to yeah. choose. And you're saying it, for, just in case anyone hasn't spotted this, in front of the guy who wrote and sang this, right? Well, you saying it's a movie is absolutely correct because if I unpack myself there, what I'm saying is by saying it's very Beauty Brothers, I'm, of course, saying to David Bowie... Yeah. I, of course, know that your track, yeah. The Beauty Brothers, yeah. which most people maybe won't. Yeah. I mean, sort of casual David Bowie yeah. fans wouldn't know that. They're I'm just never going to mention Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I'm not mentioning Starman. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually yeah. another level exactly, here. Exactly, yes. So you mention it, and in that great tradition of, of when I mentioned, no one will remember this, uh, some girls to Mick Jagger in my tax-related meeting, <laughs> and he just literally looked through me and carried on. Yeah. Uh, he completely ignores it <laughs> yeah. and won't, ironically, pick up the baton on that one. <laughs> he doesn't pick up the baton. And that's but really, I must say what he does do, I'd be upset by that. Which is fantastically old mannish. Is that, do you, how do you keep up with the new music? Once again, I imagine the I internet I listen to helps. your show. What I try and do is get up early in the morning and do you really uh, tune listen? into your show and uh, I get to hear what's really happening. I feel now the pressure's on. <laughs> now we'll have I to show, Is that it. extraordinary that, I mean, in New York, I can get BBC One through Five? <laughs> In New York, I can get BBC One through Five. I mean, it sounds like someone talking in 1951. That is... To me. I can get the light programme. It's absolutely amazing. In, in All that, the way over the pond. 
Also, there's something very partridge about BBC One through five. five. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, a bit immediately followed, by the way, where Jonathan goes, "Oh, I see you're not listening to six, six music because it had only just started." But the other, the but, other, the other thing is what Bowie it like, and we've we you know the, what the, a lot of these rock stars do. We've talked about it many times. Who want to be funny and yeah. want to enjoy funny is they're so often just trapping themselves. What they say. So you, I think I can feel. That he basically says, "I listen to your show," and that's yeah. kind of a bit of a joke. It's sort of a mean? joke. It's sort of a joke. And then Jonathan, and then Jonathan says, is really excited. Yeah, do you listen to it? And then he's yeah. got nowhere to go yeah. because it's not yeah. really a funny thing to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's trying to be constantly ironic. Yeah, Jonathan, who is only ironic when he's actually heading towards proper irony. Yeah, is just excited yeah. that David Bowie listened to yeah. the show. Yeah, and then he's got nowhere and to if go. It, if it was funnier, and of course then he, he wouldn't do that. And of course, it, the truth is he doesn't. I mean, not that he probably listens to it occasionally. He doesn't but now. The, well, he doesn't now. But the pr- truth is that that you know. He probably was trying to listen to music that kept him up yeah. to speed in New York, but that probably didn't involve listening to Radio 1 through 5. Also, what's... Certainly not Radio 3. What, in that Partridge thing... I've been keeping up with new music, especially is, on Radio 3. It's, <laughs> it's sort of... There's something Radio almost, 4, not so much. There's something almost boastful about, like, all the... state. Yeah, 1 through 5 is a brilliant... It's just a Radio 5. Concept. What do you mean, what? Are you listening to midweek Because also... Are you listening to rock and the roll The whole football? point about... Nobody listens to them all. You choose... One or two. It's well, not I'm like a suite of... I'm going to do my impression, David, which, as you yeah. know, is terrible. When I'm in That's New it. York, it's terrible. When are you going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? How do you do it? It's slightly soft voice, when, slightly cockney, isn't it? When I'm in New York. When I'm in New York, no. I'm always listening to... That's so far off, though, yeah. <laughs> Norwich versus Leeds on Radio 5 on a Thursday night. <laughs> there you go, terrible. Ray, BBC One through Five. BBC That's One brilliant. through Five. So hang on, the next bit is... This is the interesting thing where he starts talking about the Song of Norway. I mean, it's almost, sorry, I don't want to go on about music, but it's almost a really sad new version of TVC15 in my mind. Because <laughs> it's like once that was the future, yeah. and now it's Radio 1 through 5. <laughs> oh, how would it sound? TVC15, Radio 1 through Radio 1 through 5. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, when we finish, I think we might have to play yeah. TV and, and sing yeah. that over it. Yeah. Let's come back to that. There's a guy on one of my tours. This is the strangest thing. A, a year or two ago, okay, I'm playing you this just because it is quite goose pimply, right? Because it it presages something that happened ten years later. Can I just ask one thing? Yeah. Without going down a rabbit hole, obviously we will. What is the thing in Bowie's? And we talked about Bowie's voice a lot, but that's a, such a good word to choose. He says tour. Tour, yeah. And what what is that that he's channeling? Because that's not actually how he speaks. Who says what's what what is tour? Isn't it just his slightly the, South London voice being how, over the what, years affected by tr- transatlantic? It's such a, it, sounds, it just sounds like nobody really says toa. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not what. It's just out. Yeah, yeah. That, that, but you're that, right. He has got such a distinctive speaking voice. It's such an odd. Yeah. Okay, so, so okay, this so leads this into is something that involves me, but okay. also it involves something that he did I, ten years later, which is really because I've got to say it's which not is gone really, well for you so far. Which, no, it, get, it never goes that well. But uh, <laughs> if you but listen to this, and he was wearing the t-shirt, song of Norway. He had no idea it was an American guy. So he, he yeah. refers to he talks about the fact that um, what's her name. Yeah, Hermione, Hermione Featherstone yeah. broke his heart yeah. and went and did a film called Song of Norway. Yeah. And then he says someone on his tour <laughs> was wearing a Song of Norway t-shirt. Right. <laughs> I said, where did you get that t-shirt? I, said, I don't know. I said, do you know what that is? He said, no. I said, can I buy it off you? He said, no, you got to have it. You know, and he gave me the t-shirt. <laughs> and when do you wear it? I don't. I just, I've lost it now. <laughs> not true. Well, Why not, do we know that's no, not true? because it was in Where Are We Now? Yeah, when Bowie video. resurfaces after yeah. so long and decides to do that video, he's wearing the Song yeah. of Norway t-shirt. 
That's amazing. Yeah. By the way, also, when people talk about Bowie as, you know, their, their go-to is the characters and all the rest of it, you know, his characterization again, is so poor. That American guy, you think about it. Yeah. Where'd you get that? I don't know. You know, <laughs> can I buy it? You can have it. It's like, who is this guy? That's, yeah, yes. Is that really the best you can... Is that... No. <laughs> That's true. So now, now listen to what happens. Jonathan throws, gets, throws me under the bus here. The period with Angie is a period which has been written about a lot. We're not talking about that. Are we not? No. I only wanted to ask about when you used to Why go... Why on earth would I want to, you know, talk about one of the worst periods of my life? Oh, my God. What possible interest would I find in that? David Baddiel made me ask you. I did. I, I didn't want to ask you. I wanted to talk No, I don't want to ask about Angie. Well, who, who mentioned Angie? <laughs> you, you, uh, I want to show Song of Norway was. I don't even know anyone called Angie. <laughs> i tell you what it was. It was uh, Pierre Gintz and all that. It was wow. him. Right, yeah. Well, he's responsible. Grieg. Yeah, Grieg. It was the Grieg life story, a <laughs> biopic. David is running with a comedy idea I'm setting up here. That is magical. Yeah. So just, just to be clear what happened yeah. there, Jonathan brought up Angie. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want him to yeah. talk about Angie. He panics as David for a second yeah. bristles and actually doesn't want to talk about it. As I say, I'm Jonathan's whipping boy in this situation. He just says, David Benil asked me to say it. And I think Bowie just believes it. I I don't know. Okay, so I because you're all right in the eye of the storm. I think Jonathan's making a joke, which is he made me do it as yeah, a sort of a sort of childish thing. Ch- yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure a, David quite. Understands no, but but that. what's interesting is that Bowie is like really the gates go down. You know, he's sort yeah. of like, and he says it's. I think it's really revealing. He says, "Why would I want to talk?" It's sort of like I'm in control of this, and yeah. why would I want to talk about Angie? Yeah, and it's. Um, that's a, that's an astonishing bit of steel, isn't it? No, it's really, and you really rest- yeah, it's a bit of steel. I mean, so he flips it to me, and then I say, this, but, I'm panicking, I think, and just say this thing, which is like the last thing in my head from what Bowie said. Yeah. He said, no, no, I wanted to know what Song of Norway was, right? Which yeah. is just me trying to get out of yeah, the situation. Yeah. And then he says, I don't know, it's a peer gint something. And I say, oh, it's all about Grieg. And, blah, blah, and, and next thing you know, we are, we're doing our own no. little... But podcast about David Bowie. That's, that's what, what I think is so. You are, and, and and at a most basic level, you are chatting with Bowie. Here yeah. we have on tape. You okay. are you are chatting. Okay. You, with what him. do you think that's chatting with David Bowie? I do actually. Listen, listen to this, right? This yeah, but is, I still, this, whatever you show me, I still will. Yeah, think okay. That's chatting okay, with okay Bowie. But this is this is this is both the longest conversation that I've right. ever had with David Bowie. Yeah. That I didn't remember. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's also I get. Offered the opportunity, which I completely forgot, to uh, Jonathan offers me the opportunity to ask him a question at the end of the interview. This is amazing. And the question I ask him is a shit one. It's a weird question. <laughs> I like, wait. Fuck knows why I ask him this question. Unless it was in the air and, at the time. Do you think you didn't know he was going to say you can ask a question? I can't remember. Because you, you would have prepared one, right? Otherwise, yeah, it's possible yeah. that this was in the air at the time, okay. but just see what you think. Um, David Bowie's about to leave. David Baddiel, do you have a final question for David? Yeah, when you were going to do the film of Ziggy Stardust, yeah. who was going to play Ziggy? That's my question. Wow. Wow. That's my question. I've no memory of thinking that of like that you, question. It sounds like you really want to know it. Yeah. Hang on, which film of Ziggy Stardust? Exactly. What are you talking <laughs> what about? What am I talking about? <laughs> well, oh, my God. Well, there... <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> well, it's not a terrible disaster. You're never, ever going to be able to rectify it. It's, it's not a terrible disaster because Bowie doesn't say... I'll sorry people, but he doesn't say what are you talking about. There was never going to be a film of Ziggy Stardust. And what sort of question is that? He doesn't say that. He completely goes with it. Um, I was thinking I'll of. I'll do it if you want. Yeah, no. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, these. Yeah, I can say that quite safely now, as there's no, yeah, abs there's absolutely no, way, no chance it's going to be made. <laughs> you know what? I would but, like to know, see that. Damn good idea, David. <laughs> You've got the role. You've still got the costumes. I'm happy to put them on. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You'd have to shave the beard off before you put that makeup on, though. David. <laughs> no, I was thinking with the beard. I think that's how it was going to end. He was, could become a, a recluse and, and try and stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when you see David Love, it is like a recluse up there. There's <laughs> definitely a hermit quality about you. Yeah. I mean, I quite like it. All the jokes are funny joke. That's a funny joke. But it's yeah, a, the whole I, thing's amazing, isn't it, now? Because, it's because one of the things that's amazing for me, listening to it, is that when he says, when you see David live to David Bowie, he's yes. talking about me. Yes, no, true. <laughs> that's one of the most uh, complex sentences yeah. for a David Bowie fan. He's, he doesn't mean your album, David Live. I think, look, I fully understand that a lot of that you weren't ready for expecting. <laughs> yeah. but, well, have I let you down? But God, it went badly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think almost the worst thing, but it's not there's lots of competition, is the very, very end when Jonathan says there's something hermit like. And I think the last thing we hear you say is, yeah. It's like you are absolutely defeated. You feel yeah. like you're a husk. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair to me, I am off mic. No. Right? And one of the worst things I can tell you about, uh, like, if you're a comedian and you're being heckled, you have the microphone. That's your big thing. And so, therefore, you're literally louder than the heckler's voice. But I'm not. I'm being heckled here by Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan is making I, fun of me. I think you're a duke. As Bowie earlier... And also, I did know that Bowie was getting up and going right. at this point. So, for me to say, hold on, I've got a brilliant comeback to that, would have no, been not, pl not I think, plausible. I thought in this whole exchange there was going to be nothing worse than your line... From Bowie, but it's actually you it's worse just going, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's pretty bad. Yeah, but be fair, be fair, Tim. You know, I am with David Bowie. No, I look I, 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 I I'm slightly off the pace because I didn't know I was gonna be in the interview and I haven't got a microphone. And the conversation has gone places I wasn't expecting. <laughs> but the whole thing that confuses me is I don't know whether I, I knew I was gonna be asked a question or not, but the um question is a weird one. Clearly I thought that it would be funny. I mean, to be fair, David, who is not the mm. uh, arbiter mm. of these things, mm. does seem to think it is quite funny that which, I... Which, hang what, on. You, well, you, well, clearly, I think I, I knew I was going to say, mm. who's, if you ever did make the film of Ziggy Stardust, mm. who would play it? And and then I would say, because I'll do it. Right. I'll do it, right? And that you, seems to be where I was heading comically. You, that, I apologise now for that not being very funny. Yeah. But he does go with it because he does say, oh, yeah, it'd be that was what was meant to happen. He was meant to with a beard uh, and a recluse doing stand-up yeah. comedy. I think the one bit that we can salvage from this, which is really exciting to hear, is his notion of where does Ziggy end up. That seems really interesting, doesn't it? Not the stand-up comedy bit, but, but... that isn't really where Ziggy's went to it. No, no, but just I like, looking at me no, but I and like, imagining that if right, Ziggy ended up... But I like hearing him yeah. talk about Ziggy. You know, that's quite interesting, just hearing him, yeah. say, you know, even just that snippet. But where it seems... <laughs> if what you thought was, I know what I'm going to do with this last thing, is, is to make a joke about me playing Ziggy Stoss, I honestly can't think why you thought that was a good idea. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> because, I'm, I mean, I'm I know you know that. I'm totally with you. But I think what's bad about it, beyond what... That being bad, <laughs> yeah, is. Can I just say something though? Is it's bad? I agree. Right. It's badness. This needs to be seen in a particular context, with which is it's absolutely fantastic. It's right? absolutely I, I don't really yeah. care right. that, that it's quite awkward and embarrassing <laughs> and not very funny. It is me talking to David Bowie, I of which I have that. an absolute record yeah. of, and and yeah. Bowie kind of going with the fact that yeah. he's talking to me. It's not him saying, I, "Who's I, that bloke you brought along?" He's going yeah. with. 
these terrible ideas. Yes. There's plenty of time to talk about how fantastic it is, but first, <laughs> just to explore how bad it is, there's another... What happens is you... <laughs> You make a joke about playing Ziggy Stardust, which is like not a very good joke. Not, well, it's, it's also, but it's also you're now talking about you. You've got what well, you Beauty Brothers was a, was a master. You're now talking about Ziggy Stardust, yeah, which is yeah. like what everybody knows. Yeah, but maybe the film of Ziggy Stardust. There was there going to be a film? I mean, he doesn't say what he's talking about. There never was. Maybe there was going to be a film of Ziggy Stardust. I re- well, and then the other thing is you talk about the costumes yeah. and wearing the costumes, which again is what everybody thinks about Bowie. Well, except I think there's a, the comedy idea is me wearing the right. costumes. It's, a, it's trying to position me yeah, I understand as that. Uh, essentially yeah. bearded, fat, non-David yeah, but, but Bowie, ultimately, Bowie person But ultimately you costumes. are in Midsummer Murders land of, yeah, no, of reducing I him. I agree. But on the plus side... <laughs> You didn't say any more. I don't know. I don't know. In fact, there is a conversation with me and Jonathan after he goes. Right, and you are, but you are talking to him, and he is going with it. Yeah, and that's amazing and an extraordinary thing. But if um, okay, let's do it now. If I well, I don't want to give you too much warning because you didn't have it done. But but you've had thirty, forty years, forty years. (laughs) Well, since then, yeah. No, it's twenty years. Oh, sorry, twenty years. Um, David, I'm Jonathan. David, one last question to David Bowie. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel? Do you feel you brought up your son with a similar (laughs) sort of temper to your No, not that. Not that. Not that. Uh, No, that's a joke for you. Um, What's the worst? What? 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 What's the question? You got one question to ask. What's the question? That's a good question. Um, It's interesting because I'm sort Mm. of blank. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah. And maybe it was the same thing then, is I feel that all the things I've thought about Bowie, I've thought. Yes. I mean, partly because I do this podcast as well. Mm. So, like, what if I wanted to be obscurantist, mm. I might say, is it true you don't like tea? Yes. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it true that, you know, probably not this because it's not obscure enough... But the, um, the the lovers kissing by the wall in Heroes with Tony Visconti and Mary Hopkin. Right. That kind of thing. But the trouble with that is the answer is yes or no. There's yes. Not, not, the, it's like David Bowie doing a trivia quiz about himself. If but I think, I think like Jonathan, who I know is a really good friend of yours, but but put you in a difficult spot. Or rather, but I failed. Well, you know, you really failed spectacularly because really you just went around Ziggy Stardust in costumes yeah. and a joke about yeah. just making the whole thing seem like a big joke. <laughs> which... <laughs> Seems like the very idea. <laughs> but, um, I made light. But I understand why Jonathan it. asked it, but it's a bit like, not I'm not going to repeat it, but sitting next to Paul McCartney on a plane. Mm. It's a nightmare because you don't have one question. You either have a hundred questions yes. or none. Yes. And and it's, you know, and as you say, you end up thinking, what's your favourite song? You can't ask that. Because that is sort of, you know, you yeah. sort of want to ask that because then you could have a conversation I mean, about the song. If I was going it. to be absolutely self sort of abnegating or whatever, I think I must have had it in mind. I mean, I have no memory of it. It's only literally just hearing this thing. It must have yeah. happened. I think that I must have had it in mind, the follow-up, the not very funny follow-up, saying, I'll do it, about Ziggy Stardust. Yes. And if you break that down, because it's not very funny, I think that is there because I want David Bowie to think to imagine me in his world. I think it's right. a sort of slightly pathetic yes, right. thing of like, I just want David for a second yeah. in his glory days to yeah. imagine me as part of that. Yes. Imagine that I was in the spice right. from Mars. Dr- <laughs> Not Trevor Boulder. I know it's confusing because <laughs> I don't say, 
you know, I'd like to be Trevor Boulder in, in that story. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. I think that's what I want. I yeah. want. I want to feel part of yeah. the, the greatness of. That yeah, no, moment. I can. I can understand. And I also think I forced myself into his imagination. But I also think that in a panic, it's really also understandable. What would you ask him? Well, it's also understandable that Ziggy Stardust would float to the top because you sort yeah. of probably that was our introduction to it, and you know, and it's his big, you know, it's his sort of in a sense, it's a big moment in his life. And there might be another but, reason, which which is not very important, but they talk about the fact that on Jonathan Ross's TV show, which I was at, he did this slightly weird thing of starting the, the he did the interview and then the band came on and he played he played um, Fame. We've talked about this. He played Fame, stopped it after four, five bars, and said, let's not do this, let's do Ziggy Stardust. Okay. And it was kind of a dramatic right, thing to do, because right. the crowd went crazy. Yeah. Although, as I think we've discussed, Fame is a brilliant song. So yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. like he was doing something from Never Let Me Go and then yeah, did Ziggy yeah. Stardust. He did a brilliant yeah. song and then another brilliant song. You yeah. know? But but I don't. it's possible that there'd been a previous conversation about the Ziggy Stardust movie that I'm back referring to. Yes. Because it, seems, it, seems, it does seem an odd thing to brought up. What would you say? So I'm Jonathan. Well, the now. one thing I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there's, he's made a blah 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 blah. That's Rob Newman's impression. <laughs> Rob Newman's impression of Jonathan, which I can't really do, right. but it's brilliant. Right. Uh, I remember when he first did it. I think I remember thinking that was a time when people still only did impressions of Frank Spencer. I'm thinking, right. blimey, so was, he's doing an impression of Jonathan Ross. Yeah. How modern! But essentially, it's like it was. It was going blah 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 blah. All right. Um, yeah. So what? What do you want to ask David Bowie? I would say... This is very slow. It's dead air. We're on Radio 2. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, dead air is better than what you said. <laughs> Can I dress up as also, Ziggy Stardust? Also, this podcast specialises in dead air. <laughs> Can I dress up as Ziggy Stardust? I don't know what you mean. Like, in your costume, and me, David Vanille, and dress up as you. <laughs> oh, that okay. is basically what I said. <laughs> That's what you said. Anyway, what would you That'd say? Be mad, what would you it? say that's so, I much, would... so much cleverer than that? <laughs> Can I put an eye patch on and be Halloween Jack? Wouldn't that be funny? Me, Tim Hinks. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that, David? I've got to go now. Uh, I think I would actually... <laughs> actually, the more I think about it, the worse you, you did. You still haven't come up with a better question, however bad it is. I think I would say, how close to death did you get in the 70s? No, he'd hate that. Would he? Yeah. All right, how close to energy do you think probably you got? Say, he'd probably say, I don't want to talk about the horrific time in my life. Well, I've made that clear. Who was your favourite guitarist? Mick Ronson would be the answer. Oh, actually, no, that is that's a good question. I'd like to talk about his guitarist. That is a good question, because he might have be about... uncertain whether it should be Mick Ronson or Robert Fripp. Yeah. Or even... Carlos Alomar. Carlos Alomar or Earl Slick. I quite Slick. like to talk to him about Earl guitar. Slick. Earl Slick's been with him for, was, at that point, been with him for longest. Earl Slick, yeah, no. Or about... But, I, but look, as, you, as we say... There is no one thing you just... Yeah, no, that is no quite, one... that's quite a good question. But I think talking about his guitars would be good. Uh, although, that's just one other thing yeah. we need to remember, of course. Are you dressed up as a guitarist at this point? No. Right. But that is a good question if he was here in this room on the... De- well, right. Or, or not particularly here, but on a, on a quite a sort of, you know, pushing head of the dame style David Bowie yeah, show. Yeah, no, not very ready to. Yeah. Jo- well, and Jonathan's show. So yeah. I, think, yes. I think it's got to be a slightly quizzical, funny, right. funny-ish question I'm again not sure i'm not you... claiming that my one see, was you're probably the worst person to get advice from on what to say to david bowie when you're under pressure well of jonathan ross yeah. i'm looking to you for not a dry question 
Not a, not a dry technical question. Was there a song that was really big for you that you were surprised about how big it got? That's a bit, no, still a bit dull. All right. Can I dress as Ziggy Stardust? <laughs> imagine me, David, imagine me, imagine me, not you, dressed as Ziggy Stardust with all the hair and all the costume. <laughs> Just Stop think about that. that. It's making me feel embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting thing about whether you can feel embarrassed about someone who's now dead. Well, or indeed something I did for a long time. But yes. The answer is you should. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you can because like it's an opportunity <laughs> missed, <laughs> missed. But um, I think the truth is <laughs> it's the such truth. A bad thing to say. The truth is that I was never, and probably you were never, even if we had met both. The imagination is, isn't it? We're going to meet David when he's, yeah. still, when he's still alive. And we're going to say something and we're going to become really good mates. Yeah. That was never going to happen. No. Even if I hadn't have said something shit. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Well, what was Ricky Gervais's first question to him? Because whatever he asked, yes. they became mates. Yeah. The, Ricky tells the story and I can't remember. There is actually yeah. an answer right, to that. Right, right, But right. I can't remember what it was. I think it's better right. than I'd like to dress up as you. Although, of course, Ricky did dress up as him. A number of, well, he first he did when he was in a band, basically, and then I think he's actually done uh, comedy photos. You basically said, you know all that stuff you wore, yes, and you know Ziggy Stardust, yeah, and you know you play, yeah, that was it, you know, so in all the albums. Imagine it, if right, I did now, that. Imagine it wasn't you, but it's me now. And <laughs> started to get funny. And Tim. I'm not even, it's not I even a, to say, but the more you say, it's not even a question. The more I think I'm, it was a funny thing to say. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but not well, I like in the way. No, no, but unfortunately, you constantly saying it like that and boiling it down, whatever, <laughs> brings home to the truth of it, which, of course, it's a childish thing to say, which therefore makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something an eight-year-old would say. Also, what impression has he left of you as he leaves? I don't like, know. I think, I think the truth is that Bowie's very insecure is mainly thinking about the impression he's left. Yes. Yes. Uh, we should probably stop there. Or oh, stop we'll stop that one. I thought we were going to end on um, TVC one. Oh, yes, okay. Let's see if we can do that. And yeah, okay. it works. Let, with... Let's see if this works. So. BBC one two five. I said radio. Oh, no, it's not radio. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Let's try one more time. Even though you're dressed up as Ziggy Stardust in front of me, it still doesn't work. <laughs> okay, what were we saying? BBC one two five. BBC one two five. That will scan. Sure. BBC one two five. That works perfectly. Thank and that's such much. a sad indictment of how he ended up, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you very that's much. That's where he ended up. Ladies and gentlemen. What a wonderful bit of the archive. And good that was night. beautiful. <laughs>